0: Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to the latest installment of MSP Success Spotlight. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is good to be back with you guys today. And this here is the show where we feature extraordinary managed service providers that are going above and beyond in the world of cybersecurity, IT solutions. And we like to do a few different things on this show. Of course, we like to hear the differentiating factors, right? That secret sauce. What allowed these organizations to separate themselves from the pack and achieve the level of success that they've seen today? Additionally, we always want to you know, get their insight on what they expect the future of their industry to look like, really great topics, heavy hitting information that we're going to be covering and boy do we have a good guest for you today. Today we're going to be joined by Troy McClellan of Layer 9 IT Layer 9 IT based out of the Hampton Roads area, uh, Hampton Roads that is in Virginia and North Carolina and before we bring Troy out, uh, you know, I want to mention Troy also a lot of great work up and coming and, and things that he's been featured on and, uh, and has been succeeding with of late. Troy co-authoring an upcoming best-selling book that we'll be, need to be on the lookout for. He was named part of the MSP 501. And additionally, you know, Troy and Layer 9 IT named one of Virginia's best places to work. Really exciting stuff. And we'll be unpacking all of that in just a moment. So let's go ahead and bring Troy out and get right into it. Troy, it's good to see you today. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. I uh, appreciate you carving some time out of your busy day uh, to be with us. And uh, Troy, I think a good place to always start here on the show is, man, so many people find their way into the MSP space, right? The IT solution, cybersecurity world, if you will, right. in one way or another. You know, Most people you know, just wiggle down an interesting path to say the least. I'd <laughs> love to hear, how, did, how is it that you found your way into this world and, and really carved out a nice little piece of it for yourself?
1: Yeah. So funny story. Used to uh, work with my, uh, my parents. So they had like a mom and pop computer shop. So Mm -hmm. really was doing the, uh, let me build a computer or fix somebody's iTunes. So really at the age of 15, that kind of kicked off and started. And kind of always had a love for it, loved tinkering and doing things, always working with my hands. So started there. And then it slowly developed into, we're doing some business stuff, but um, different direction with the family business. I wanted to go after more businesses and more professional services. And you know, after many family conversations in the family business, after a few discussions, I was uh, told, "If it, if you think it's easy, why don't you go get your own, uh, go start your own thing?" So <laughs> I did. It's been um 20 years now. So um, you know, kind of that's really how I got started. My, my dad said, "Hey, if you think you can do it, go ahead." And that's that's what happened. So great relationship awesome. with him. No problems there. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, need a little kick in the butt. I think that uh, to get going. <laughs>
0: Don't we all? Uh, No, it's such a, such a cool get up and go mentality. I love, I love that. Uh, Troy, bring us up to speed on the niche that you guys serve. Who is it that you guys work with over at layer nine and, and kind of give us an overview on the types of services and things you do. Sure.
1: Yeah. Over the years, Ryan, we've, you know, we worked for a a number of different types of clients, Um, you Mm -hmm. know, nothing necessarily bad. We've really gone deeper and and dove into understanding what technology can do for, for a couple of verticals and really, you know, legal and law firms is really our specialty. We've d- mm-hmm. dove in and understanding workflow and what we can do to help them. Also in the like CPA firms and, uh, and large accounting practices. So th- the difference is, you know, those are both similar in the fact that they're professional services, they're, their clientele's a lot of times kind of run in the same circles as well. Um, mm-hmm. But what we've noticed that we can do, we can get deeper instead of trying to get wider in service for everybody of all types um, that's really been our verticals that we're going after, but we really can have a, a good and large business impact for them, for their experience, for their end users and and taking care of that. So that's really been our focus.
0: love that, love that and and I understand you guys specifically, you're very security centric, right? T- tell me about kind of your mentality and and the work that you guys do with those those clients you just mentioned.
1: Sure, yeah, so you know you get to a law firm, you know the whole reason we really I started the business. Getting into it in you know protecting people's life's work like that's what it is for me, and that's really in our care for our clients has made it easy for us for that to transcribe over to our our clients and who their who their clients are and their customers and what it does for them. So in the security field, you know we're always looking at it through security eyes. I've, I've got my I put my nerd hat on. Um, you know, I'm a certified ethical hacker. And the reason we, I did that, I wanted to understand what people were doing to get inside the networks to make sure that we were doing everything possible to protect from tools, attacks, things of that nature. Um, you know, we've got some other people on staff that are the same, um, but really bridging that gap and helping educate the end users and get them to understand what the real risks are, but not making it a roadblock. That's where mm. people get, get frustrated with, with security um, and cyber, you know, when you're talking about it. And giving them solutions that are they're easy to swallow, you can chunk it off, and really the educational piece for, you know, you, you go to uh, financial advisors or CPA firms, they now fall under like FTC compliance. They just changed the right. rules. So January that rolls out. Helping them yeah. understand it's a journey. It's nothing you can just install one piece of software, hit a button, and you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a policy in place now that says we're going to do it. Uh, you know, helping them walk through that journey and giving them peace of mind that it's being done the right way and being able to show that.
0: Yeah, you know, Troy, it's tough to find the word, the phrases rather, peace of mind and security close by <laughs> in some right. instances like these. Um, but no, I, I am glad that you guys you know, put that at kind of the forefront of concern, and, and which is a beautiful segue into my next question. So thank you for doing that. Uh, next question is really, we love to talk about these differentiating factors, right? We have a lot of MSPs come on this show talking about their organizations and how they have really achieved the level of success that they have because of something. What is that something for layer nine? How do you guys feel that you've really made a difference and provide an exceptional level of service? Sure.
1: Yeah. I think it's been really been our team, Uh, you know, our our team Mm -hmm. that we've built it with is a a number of people that we trust here. You know, I've known them for a number of years, for example, Dave has been with us for 19 years. So literally I had the company six months when it was just me and Dave came on, you know, pretty quickly and he's still here today, you know, helping inside of our projects, but being a trusted advisor, having the same people here, not going, running through different staff as well. And always we're continually investing inside of our own company to educate, to bring our staff up um, and to really connect the dots. And generally our secret sauce is just the fact that we care. We genuinely care about our customers. We'll go the extra mile when needed. It's not needed every day, but the fact that when they call, we, we show that there's a human on the other side of the line and we understand either their frustration, their pain point or what their need is. And it's not, you know, always the ones and zeros. So we try to remove that IT nerd work element out of it and not be like the Saturday Night Live where they, where they move and they slap their computer over and just call everybody stupid. We want to help work the client <laughs> through it. So that's really been what's I think one of, one of our leading success has been that our care and our team investment back in our team to help our clients.
0: Two big things I took away right there care, and you also mentioned education earlier on, Troy. And that's such a big part. Uh, you know, we talk about this a lot on this show, and that is this idea of uh, employees, right? They can be the greatest asset to an organization, but they can also be the greatest liability in a way when it comes to uh, when you're looking at it through a cybersecurity lens, if you will. Right. So I'm always curious talk to me about that education process what's that like for you guys working with your clients educating them on different things Uh, you know those compliances that you just mentioned or you know for financial advisors talk us through that education process and why it's so important and ingrained really in what you guys do
1: yeah so we have standards committees as well internally in a Mm -hmm. security committee so we always are having the conversations you know we're constantly investing by going out and going to you know different meetings and especially even the ones inside of like, we're not just going to the IT, you know, gatherings with, with, with the nerds. We're going to the legal and law, you know, we're, we're members of the uh, ALA and it's, mm-hmm. it's part of a legal administration that we're part of their network. And we're also, you know, there to hear kind of boots on the ground, what's going on, what are some of their, what are their needs? And then if we, we listen to that and then hear what their problems are and needs, we're, we're educating our staff, on, hey, here's some things that we think would be better. We get with our committees to understand, you know, what could we do to improve process or workflow and bridge that security gap and then spending the time to educate the, our team and then our end users, um, you know, and having them do trainings and understand, because when people understand the why they're a lot, they're a lot faster to get behind it than just telling them, mm-hmm. Hey, I need you to do this because um, so yeah. we, we give them those whys and help keep the education and let them know what they're protecting. I always, you know, having a security discussion with a team, we do a lot of them face to face as well, which is still more mm-hmm. impactful. I mean, Zoom's great, but right. it's, <laughs> be in front of the actual team and have a conversation with them and like a small conference type deal when you mm-hmm. can let them know the impact that they have. And if they can disconnect for just a second to get out of their work, wh- what are they protecting? And yeah. it's not just it's, it's their clients, but it's also their own personal finances. If you think about it, who in here doesn't get direct deposit? Right. Yeah. So their bank account number, their social security number, everything's also on that network. So I try to always Mm -hmm. connect it back to the, to the personnel. So they understand the point you're protecting all this.
0: Sure. Sure. I I love that. So it's not only outward education, of course, to, to your clients about these things, but it's also that internal education that you Mm -hmm. guys are doing to make sure you're staying ahead. Uh, I love that. Love that, Troy. And, and when we're talking about this idea of, of education and, and trying to stay ahead, uh, what is, what is the future of cybersecurity look like in your eyes? I'm mean, gonna, you know, we'll we'll talk about compliance in a minute. Maybe that is where you you take this, but but I, what is what is the future of all this look like? I mean, gosh, we've had so many advances and technological, you know, innovations, and so much has happened just in the last year level <laughs> in the last ten years. Right. So, what's your view on the future of this cybersecurity IT solutions world and and the role layer nine might be playing within it? Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it has changed. If you look, it used to be Norton antivirus, right? Everybody right. that you would Norton, you were secure. You checked the box, mm-hmm. you were finished. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer is that the case. You know, now, you know, today's standards are using things like incident response, or I'm sorry, EDR and building incident response plans. Like that's where it stands today um, from the standpoint of like, how do you have sound security, you know, EDR is endpoint detection and response, which is like, a level up from just your typical antivirus. It's antivirus with built in, you know, it uses artificial intelligence and things. And I think that's part of the future is using AI in the proper way, but it's still not removing the human element altogether because again, it's a bot. It's, it's doing what has been told, right. It knows what to look for, look for signatures and things. um, But also, you know, just installing software isn't the only key. It's still that human element. The human element is a huge piece. The human firewall, we call it. You know, the, the training is, is a big big part because even with the right EDR and you can know application whitelisting, so you know, so applications mm-hmm. like Threat Locker and different things that are out there, those are great, but you have to couple them together, but you still have to do that in you know, that endpoint of the human, the human element, you know, the education piece. But I do see a lot more coming down the pipe with the with the AI, um, you know, from looking for threats, watching things like that. So it's just mm-hmm. You know that that environment continues to grow, and obviously with the cloud computing, you know everything, pretty much today, is in the cloud. And the joke around the office is, yeah, it's in the cloud, but it's just somebody else's computer somewhere else, right? <laughs> right,
0: right exactly. So you know, <laughs> you
1: can just toss it up and say it's in the cloud; it's secure. That's that not, not that may not necessarily be the case.
0: You mm-hmm. also have
1: to make sure that you have the right plans in place, like your incident response, and you know if there is an issue. How does it get notified? Like those are some of the things we're doing now that didn't used to be a standard where we're actually dropping in fake viruses. If you want to the network, it's disabling a machine, making it look like it got encrypted. It's really not. It's literally one button and it releases everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we see how does the end user react? Do they just get up and walk away and go to another computer and log in? Or do they report it to, you know, to it, do they send a ticket ah. in? Do they, do they pick up a notify
0: Interesting.
1: or and it, to, to kick that IRP off? that instrument response plan, or they just like, ah, I mean, it's lunchtime. I'm going to go to lunch and leave it running. Right. it probably fix itself. And then as that time ticks through, it gets worse. So that's now, you know, getting that human element more involved and in really, you know, management knows we're doing it, but the mm-hmm. end users, we don't tell them, you know, at the end we'll tell them, Hey, you know, it was just a virus or just a glitch depends on what they want us to say, or Hey, we ran you through a test. You passed or failed. Here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's getting more sophisticated. So we have to get more sophisticated in our testing and training as well.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Man. While there's the automated AI side of it, there's also that human testing and training. I I love that, Troy. Really good stuff. Uh, Folks, Troy McCollum of Layer 9 IT, we've got on the show today. Troy, uh, you know, as we're kind of bringing the conversation to a head here, I think it's always helpful for our audience out there to hear a story or an example of like the kind of work that you do for your clients. Do you have any sort of example or story that comes to mind? And maybe it's even recent, happened last week even, of just a story that might illustrate that level of service that layer nine provides. And and maybe it, maybe it was putting out a fire or maybe it was setting up a client for success. Initially, anything that comes to mind?
1: Sure. I mean, I've got a few of them, but um, I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of, the, one of the most recent ones um, today, we are literally onboarding a new customer today. We have mm-hmm. two people who are there. So it's, it's a large CPA firm. Um, they have, Two main, two, two main, well, they have one main office and they have a satellite office, but then they have about 15, 16 remote users, I think it is. And it's a person, so we're, you know, we're based out of Virginia, so they're located in New York. And today I got an email from the new uh, operations manager, and, and she, she tagged us in with their old IT company with a support ticket. And it was, it's a recurring theme that this person had that's there, um, that works in New York. And the problem was really, she said, hey, this person quit because she was so frustrated with her IT. She works monday through wednesday so she's part-time but she's a really good asset she's a seasoned cpa she's just really helping us with some larger um you know larger cases and knocking things out out of the park for us. but she's so frustrated with it she quit she turned her notice in so the office manager called and talked her off the ledge and said hey we've hired a new it company and she literally just put me on the email so today i called the coo and said hey you know, can I reach out to her? I know we're new. We, we know nothing. Literally, our guy has been there for like an hour and 40 minutes. Um, you know, Lucas and David Baines, they were both on site. And one's doing inventory control and the other one's documenting passwords and how things sit and looking at workflows. So we just started. So I called the end user in, in New York and said, hey, I, you know, don't shoot the messenger. We're new. But this is what you can expect for your, for your experience. And she went through and kind of told me what it was. You know, I just had a three minute phone call with her, but at the end of the call, she said, Hey, thanks so much for letting us know what to expect, what, is, what, what I should expect in this, and that you have a resolution with a time on it. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's really what been frustrating with the current IT that they didn't give me a timeline. They would just temporarily fix this issue. And it was, it's, a, it's a Microsoft Teams issue with a microphone and, and the camera stopped working. It's a stupid problem, but it's a frustrating mm-hmm. problem when you're trying to continue to do Zoom calls or Teams calls. Of course. And communicate, especially when you're a remote employee. Mm. So that's you know, so peace of mind. We've actually you know talked to Lucas. He's already got our s- set up. They have a new laptop for it's set up. It's tested and it's shipping out overnight tonight. So that's that's today's message. You know, it's just that <laughs> care crazy. that we, we took the five minutes and I said, hey, we I can't fix it this second because we just got in here. But you oh. will not have this, you will not have this experience in the future. Like our, our clients don't deal with that.
0: Oh, it's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that, and I love how fresh and new of a story that is, Troy. That's yeah, great. <laughs> no Troy, uh, you know, hey, for anybody out there in our audience, maybe they they themselves find them are existent in the Virginia, North Carolina area. They're in need of, of, you know, MSP like yourselves. Maybe they're just interested in opening up a dialogue with you and your team to just learn more about what it is you do and whether or not you could help them what would be the best way they can get in touch with you? And I also understand that, um, you know, you're offering a, a free security assessment as well. What would be the best way somebody could take advantage of that free security assessment as well as just get in touch with you and your team to open up a dialogue?
1: Sure. Yeah. And, and the security assessment is really a high level. We, we shoot you an email. We don't, you know, we don't come and install a bunch of software in your network. It's very high level, but what it does do, it, it shows what your current firewall does, what the reaction was to your antivirus and what documentation kind of you have in place. And it does it very highly. It also looks like it's your office 365, but the easiest way to really see that. And again, it's just an email I send you. I don't need to log into your network. I don't need to click on anything because obviously we just met and now, now we're running a security scan in your network. So we understand how those go, but for a discovery call or to have that, that high level pen test run, you know, the easiest way you can go to our website uh, at layer nine it.com. So L A Y E R the number nine it.com. And there. You can you can register for either one. You can schedule an appointment with me, or you can register right there for the um, for the security assessment, or you can reach out and give us a call. My, my direct number is seven five seven six nine eight two zero zero nine. So either way you want to do it, we're here. Make it oh, easy.
0: That, fantastic, Troy. I appreciate you doing that. Well, Troy, look, I appreciate you carving some time uh, out of your busy schedule. I know you got clients to serve. You got some. Uh, things to address so we'll let you get back to doing that but again appreciate the time uh and looking forward to maybe having you back here on the show uh maybe once you're featured in another upcoming best-selling book or win another award uh for being the best place to work in virginia great stuff from you troy uh, appreciate you and we'll see you again soon
1: sounds good ryan thank you
0: all righty. Hey, look, and we want to take one final moment as always. And thank you guys, our audience, for jumping aboard and hanging out with us on the show today. If you took anything away from today's discussion with Troy McClellum from Layer 9 IT out of the Virginia, North Carolina area, and you benefited from it, in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you check us out on. And then of course, share any of this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of discussions. Because like Troy, we have a lot of great, you know, MSPs that we feature on this show. We'd hate to have you miss out on any of the beneficial conversations for you and maybe your business. So for Troy, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you hanging out with us and being with us on MSP Success Spotlight. Take care.